Hello, and welcome to The Daily Bolt with Dr. Jeff Tilley, your host. We are back for episode 150, the long-awaited episode 150. And today's topics, one, some changes to the episodes going forward, some you're already noticing, and two, using drones to ionize clouds to produce rain, something that I said I would talk about in a Facebook post yesterday. Sit back and relax and enjoy today's Daily Bolt. So you will notice that this is a video episode of the Daily Bolt. So you will notice that there are already a couple things different about this particular episode and the fact that it is another video episode. This is going to be something that's more of a trend. Not every episode will be a video episode, but some of them will, and probably more than was the case in the past. And we'll be doing some different things with the video as we go along. Uh, some of the technology that I was using before for video has actually changed, so I'll be learning a little bit as we go along. However, uh, if you prefer to just do audio for the podcasts, then we will be putting that all together and getting that up to the Podbean site as well. So even if it's a video episode, you don't want to watch the video, you just want to listen, you'll be able to from the Podbean site. Um, for video episodes, if you really want to watch the video, those will be available only on Facebook and YouTube. And I will uh, keep them on the Facebook page. I will give you a link to my YouTube page uh, eventually. Uh, maybe not this evening, but probably by tomorrow. I will put that in the Tilly Weather Associates Daily Bolt Group pages that we have. So that you'll be able to access them on YouTube as well. So, one other change that I'm going to be making is that the topics will not always be strictly focused on uh, science of the day, though that will still be probably the bulk of the episodes for the Daily Bolt. However, there's not always interesting science that uh, I can get access to and find every day. Um, sometimes there is, sometimes there isn't, sometimes the science is kind of boring, and I notice that the viewership and the listenership goes down if it's a topic that uh, a lot of people think might be a snooze fest. So we're going to do some other topics as well. We will do uh, probably a little bit more discussion of what's going on in education. That's a very hot topic right now, and you may or may not agree with what I have to say on it, but I am in education, so I do know something about what's going on with that. Also, uh, there will be perhaps a few occasional uh, ventures into current events and some commentary that way. Uh, and that's something that uh, I think as I have gotten older and hopefully wiser, uh, I have a viewpoint and some things to share that are worth listening to. Uh, whether you necessarily agree with all of them or not, um, nonetheless it is still another perspective. And sometimes getting a lots of different perspectives can sometimes be helpful. Um, but without any further ado, so that this doesn't become a 20-minute long episode, we're going to go ahead 
and we're going to shift back to the real science topic of the day, which is using uh, drones uh, to help uh, enhance rainfall, particularly in desert areas, through some technologies that are surprisingly commonplace. Uh, and so we'll switch on to that. Okay, and move forward. So the basic principle that this technology, which has been developed by researchers at the University of Reading and has been recently tested in the United Arab Emirates, specifically over Dubai, uh, what this technology involves is the use of electrostatic charging of cloud droplets uh, to be able to enhance rainfall. Now, how do you do this? Uh, the main principle that you're trying to get at is the fact that if you can electrostatically charge some droplets with a positive charge and a negative charge, uh, you have droplets with opposite charges, and just like other areas of electromagnetism, the droplets will tend to attract to each other, they will get larger, they will continue to collide with other droplets of reverse charges, and these larger droplets will be able to be large enough to fall through the cloud, not be suspended up by an updraft, and be large enough so that they not only fall out of the cloud, but they go through the air that's underneath between the ground and the Earth's surface and not evaporate on the way down. One of the reasons why this has some potential and promise is the fact that in many parts of the world, particularly deserts, you get clouds, you even get cumulus clouds that build to a certain point, but the droplets never get large enough to be able to really fall to the, to the ground. Now, there have been other types of cloud seeding that have been attempted with these clouds, thing, a technique uh, called hygroscopic uh, seeding, and there's other uh, techniques as well that are used where you're basically putting chemicals into the clouds to try and encourage the water vapor uh, that's in the clouds to coalesce into droplets and to have those droplets get big enough to collide and eventually become large enough again to fall to the ground uh, without evaporating. And in many cases there have been uh, attempts to seed clouds, especially in desert regions where it doesn't quite work very well. Uh, some other regions that are more humid, wetter, like the uh, western part of the United States, in Texas, uh, other places, South Africa, Israel, where it's not quite the same environment as a desert like over the Arabian Desert area, uh, where the United Arab Emirates is located on the eastern edge of it. Uh, with more humid areas and you get more droplets and you ha might have the ability to have more droplets activated by the uh, chemical-based cloud seeding processes, uh, you might not need this technique. But in a, a severe desert region like the Sahara or the Arabian deserts or maybe the Namib Desert uh, in the southern part of Africa, the Atacama Desert in Chile, this technique might have some promise if it can coax these small droplets that are otherwise too small to even fall out of the cloud, let alone survive the trip down to the surface, to combine in sufficient numbers to make large droplets that can fall as rain. So that's the basic idea that is behind this principle. Now you have to have a delivery system. <coughs> excuse me, to make this work. This is where the drones come in. The picture that you're seeing on the screen right now of a drone is a very common drone. It's often used 
uh, for uh, photographing uh, various types of events. It's relatively inexpensive, but it's relatively sturdy and robust, and is believed that it will be able to be used repeatedly going into clouds that aren't necessarily uh, developed into full-blown thunderstorms where you have to worry about the drone getting struck by lightning, but nonetheless have a significant amount of water vapor and liquid water in tiny droplets that might be able to be coaxed into forming larger droplets. And what you have is a system to create ions that uh, attach themselves to the droplets and then charge the droplets by uh, two uh, what are called corona ionizers. And the location of these, this is actually a generic drone uh, of, of this quad drone type, these quad propeller type drones that can go up for limited distances and limited uh, uh, airspaces. Uh, but you have these two corona ionizers roughly in the locations that the arrows are pointing to and that I'm indicating <coughs> uh, with my mouse on the screen. Hopefully the video is picking that up. I apologize for my coughing there. Uh, right now where I'm living, we're dealing with our own issues with wildfires that might have been helped by having more rain this summer. So that's one reason I'm very interested in this particular topic. But the idea is to have the drone be the delivery system in the clouds. These ionizers basically function the same way that an air purifying ionizing unit something you can buy at a department store, Brookstone, Amazon, other places online that produce ionized particles that help to attach to uh, pollutants, whether it's smoke, whether it's some other type of uh, pollutant, too much dust, for example, and then those get collected on a collecting filter and uh, they don't continue to circulate in the air. In this case, there's no filters involved, uh, but what you have are charges. One of the ionizers is producing positive charges. The other is producing negative charges. Those attach to the little water droplets, and the droplets would then attract each other and uh, combine to make the bigger droplets, as I have already mentioned, uh, as far as that goes. So the basic idea is that you have these drones flying around in the clouds, producing the ions through the corona ionizing units. Again, very, very similar in principle and overall design to what's in a common room air purifier. And you get the rain uh, drop-sized uh, water droplets produced by the collision of positively and negatively charged uh, small droplets falling to the earth and you produce rain. Now, this particular system has been tested a couple of times in Dubai. The results are kind of circumstantial so far, uh, because you can't really produce an identical cloud uh, to the one that you're testing, because all clouds are going to be inherently slightly different and have different things going on inside of them. That is one of the beauties of the complexity of nature, but it also makes doing experiments like this very difficult to get uh, reproducible results exactly because you can't really have a control cloud and a test cloud be exactly identical, which is what you would need. So what you have to do is do many, many, many tests, dozens, maybe hundreds of tests with clouds to see what the results are. 
There have been a couple of clouds that apparently have been tested that have produced rain. Um, the question is, would those clouds have produced rain anyway? That's something you need lots and lots of repetition and see just how, how good of a correlation there is between having the drone ionizing the water droplets in the clouds and producing rain. So this is something we'll watch and keep an eye on, see how the testing goes. If it really looks promising, I'm sure there will be a whole bunch of people jumping on this bandwagon because this was a relatively inexpensive uh, approach compared to other cloud saving approaches which use chemicals whose prices continue to go up uh, every year. Whereas these ionizing units are fairly cheap to build, they can be put on inexpensive drones, and presto, you have more water. So anyway, that is it for this episode of the Daily Bolt. I hope you enjoyed our return, and we will be back with another episode tomorrow. And uh, I don't know what the topic's going to be yet, so you'll just have to tune in and find out. For now, I'm Dr. Jeff Tilley, this is The Daily Bolt, and have a pleasant evening, morning, or afternoon, and certainly a good weekend on this third weekend in July 2021.